we come into your presence, we know that you're the one who is firm beneath our feet in the times whenever everything else seems to be falling away. God, help us to be able to see how firm a foundation you truly are and that we can always count on you, even when the times where we keep making our own lives way too rocky. Lord, we thank you for being that for us. In Christ Jesus, amen. Howdy. Y'all doing all right? So far, so good? All right. Y'all doing okay? Okay. All right. All right. Gotcha. Uh, I got it. So uh, I got it. I, I promised them I'd give them a hard time this morning. But today we've got a discussion about a difficult passage. Last week, Pastor Tyler was, was speaking, and one of the things he brought up is that oftentimes we kind of want to glaze over certain passages because they are difficult to preach on. And last week we were talking a little bit about only coming to God through Christ and the idea that being close to the kingdom of heaven is not the point, but rather is coming to Christ himself. And that connects very much with what we're looking at this week when we're looking at our gospel passage. See, this week we are looking at some more difficult passages that came from the gospel of Luke. And especially is that today we're looking at the narrow door. For narrow is the door, and few will enter therein. And the truth is, is that I have to tell you, I am not the right person necessarily to be talking about doors. Because I found out when I spent a year teaching in China that apparently I am not very good with doors. Apparently, I spent 30-something years in the U.S. thinking, I know how to use a door. You turn the knob, you open it, you go through it. And I get to China, and within a day, I'd already discovered that I apparently don't know how to use doors. G my flight going into China was delayed, so I did not actually arrive until 1.30 in the morning. And I didn't actually get to my hotel until about 3-ish. And we had to wake up for the first day of work the next day at 7 to get in there. And so I was running on about four hours of sleep. And we had done our first training, and we were in the room. And something that you need to realize is that as much as we have people who clean rooms and stuff here, they have nothing on the people in China who clean. They are amazing. They're like, they're like your family. They, they call them the Ai because it's like your aunt. And it's like you actually treat them as like a part of your family. But the thing is that they sometimes did such a good job that as we were walking through, and I was uh, about to go through the doorway to get from one room over to the next, and then apparently did not realize that what I was about to walk through was actually a giant glass wall and literally walked full force right into this plate glass. It was that clean that I literally thought there was nothing there. And my first day in China, I split open my forehead right here and I am bleeding all over the floor. And I'm like, this is my first day on the job. So yeah, so I'm over there holding like this, and that was when I discovered that apparently I'm not very good at doors. It was literally right there, right next to it, and what did I do? I managed to walk through a wall. I actually walked into a wall. You, there was no budging that thing. So with this is that oftentimes what we end up doing is trying to get through the door. We oftentimes take this idea, and we end up getting really upset by it. 
why do you have to go through this specific door? Why, why does it have to be this one person? Why is it about Jesus? Why does it have to keep coming back to who this Jesus is? And we make it into this really big deal about why does it have to be going through this one place? And the thing is that oftentimes we can do that because what we do is we create this as sort of another thing to be afraid of. You see, we might be looking at the things like, okay, well, it's not about how much time I've spent in church. It's not about how many prayers that I've said. It's not about what, how long I was, you know, confirmed. It's not about all these things that, you know, it, it, the stuff that we feel good about whenever we tell people about our faith, the stuff that we can kind of like feel proud about. And so oftentimes whenever we look at this passage and we get caught up in this door by thinking about all the ways in which it's difficult to get through it. Man, there's so much. I've always got to read my Bible. I've got to make sure that I've checked on everybody in my life. And, oh, man, I had an impure thought. And I don't even know. I, I have a lot of, 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 of thoughts of violence when I talk to my friend Luke because he usually deserves most of them. And, and so, you know, with different things like that, you really are a pain in the butt. I mean, it just is what it is. Um, but with it is, that, that's how you know we're close. Um, with it, though, is that as much as we have all these issues in our lives, they're actually not keeping us out of the door. None of these issues actually keep us away from Christ. We try to make it as if it is, but the thing with it is that we are so afraid of discussing the gospel when in reality, the door is Jesus himself. This is not about something that you open and shut on a whim. This is about a person who loves you and everyone so much that he's going to sacrifice himself and then continue to love you. And that's the door that we're afraid to point people toward. Bless you. It's like this constant thing of, do I really have to bring it back to Jesus? Why don't you want to bring it back to Jesus? Of all the doors in all the world, why wouldn't you want to point people to the one that not only leads where you want to go, but is warm and welcoming and loving? The thing is, is that when we hear this passage, and it is a difficult one, weeping and gnashing of teeth, it is frightening. This whole idea of what would it be if all of a sudden someone says that they don't even know you. I, I had some people over at my place last night. That, that's why I'm having to give a few of them a hard time. But with it, is that at the end of it, you know, like they, they kept staying longer and longer and longer. 9.30, 10, 10.30, 11, oh my goodness. And so then at, at 11, and I'm just kind of like, get out. And finally, uh, uh, then at one point, basically, then I hear a knock on my door. I'm like, what's going on? But I look through the window, and, and it, you know, it's Amy, and she's over there like, you know, hi, I left my phone. Now the thing is that I know Amy, Ish. But with it, though, is that at that moment in time, I'm okay with opening the door. Not only because I want her to get her phone and go home, but also because I know her. And it's okay. But an hour after that, when everybody was gone, and I'm in bed, and I'm trying to fall asleep, I hear knocking. The place is completely dark, and I hear knocking on my door. I'm like, who is here? And I figured it was Dan. It was like, of all the people, I'd imagine it would be Dan. But the thing is that 
and I'm, I'm getting up, and what am I doing? This isn't the same as Amy walking up to the door, and I'm like, oh, hey, it's okay, come on in. I'm looking for my pocket knife. I'm like, like checking the alarm, the video to see who could be in the front. I'm like, you know, crouched down and everything, and because I'm very frightening when I'm crouched down, you know, and, and I'm like going everything, and there's nobody there because it was the ice machine. Boom, boom, boom. I'm like, what is it doing to me at midnight? What are you doing to me, ice machine? And realizing that at that moment, when the person on the other side of the door doesn't know you, how frightening is that? And we take that passage, and we sometimes think that that's what God is doing, is that every single thing that we mess up is that somehow now God's on the other side of the door afraid to let us in, and that's not what this is about. The thing is, is that oftentimes we take the door and we misuse it. Now, the problem is, is that I still didn't know how to use doors in China, unfortunately. Now, I was teaching English to a lot of adults that were there, and I decided I needed to get their attention again, so I thought the best way to do so was to play Duck, Duck, Goose. It felt like it made sense, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, basically the hares are over there like, that's why he's got such terrible games he comes up with. So with it is uh, that as I'm looking around, I'm like, Duck, now, keep in mind, half of them didn't even actually know the English word for duck, so we're just kind of going with it. And I finally pointed at someone and said, goose. And of course, what are you supposed to do? You say goose. Yeah, you run. And so I, I take off full speed through the doorway. At least I tried to. Somehow, my right foot kicked the left side of the door frame so hard, I broke my toe. I actually kicked my toe off it. Well, not off. It was off to the side. It was like this. And I'm like, toes aren't supposed to do that. And so I got to spend the last three months of my time in China with my foot in a brace and having to teach from a chair off to the side and wondering to myself, how in the world did I manage to break my toe running through a doorway? The thing is, is that oftentimes we take the door and we use it as a weapon. The thing is, is that oftentimes we're trying to take the most loving person in all of existence and somehow make this into something that hurts people. As if somehow there are the people that are allowed to get through the doorway and the ones that are not. The thing is, is that oftentimes we end up doing this with who Jesus is. But we do it because we want to focus on everybody else's issues, not necessarily on our own. In our gospel passage, the disciple that's with Jesus is talking in the third person. I hear, is it possible that there are some who will, only a few will actually get into the kingdom? And what does Jesus do? He switches it to second person. You strive for the narrow door. Because we love being able to deal with the fact that everybody else has all these issues. Do we actually want to deal with them on our own? See, th that's one of the things, like, we, we, we've, we've been promoting a lot of the discipleship stuff, we're promoting the youth group, we're trying to, like, do all the stuff with the children's ministry. Why do we not have a hobby? May, yeah, it's like, well, yes, it's collecting uh, action figurines, but that's a whole other discussion. But with it is because we can oftentimes ignore the very things in our lives that we need to face with someone we trust. 
I mean, that's been one of the things. I've, I've been really glad for all the discipleship that's been going on and everything. I'm looking at Ashley. I'm looking at Steve. I've been very grateful for a lot of that. It, because also with that is it's a chance to be able to be one-on-one -on -one with a person and say, tell me what's going on in your life. Not because I'm trying to throw it at you, but because I know you're probably struggling like I am. And that's the thing with this, is that that doorway is meant to be a person. A person with arms, with a smile, being able to welcome the people who need that the most. And see, that's the thing about this, is that when we look at this passage, and it starts going on on about being open to the north, the south, the east, and the west. That's because in their culture at the time, they were spending so much time saying, who is a good Jew within our community from this place? You had to be here from this community. And was spending so much time looking at whether or not you filled in what people expected of you, that they almost thought, well, everybody else, there's nothing for them. The north, the south, the east, the west, everybody else is kind of lost. And doesn't it feel like that sometimes? That we see the people in our lives and we know how many of them don't have that hope in Christ, but we just kind of we'll let that go because they're from the north, they're from the south, they're from other places, they don't quite get it. And yet, is it about finding the people who look just as Lutheran as us? Is it about finding the people who look just as evangelical American Christian as us? Or is it about realizing that the gospel is for everybody? Because that's the thing is that doors are meant to be welcoming. That's why we have welcome mats. But there's also a time for that. See, I still wasn't very good at doors. The last month that, that I was there in China, and, and the service representatives, they knew that I, that I was single. Uh, for the record, I'm still single. Any of the rumors, let stop. Yeah, no, I'm still, yeah, no. Yeah, nothing's going on. Okay, apparently I found out there were rumors. All right, no, I'm really that bad at dating. No, nobody can put up with me. It's okay. But with it, though, is that this person came up to me and said, you know, there's this cute girl over here. And I was like, oh, boy. I'm about to go back to the U.S. What are you doing to me? She was really cute. The thing is that by accident, which is the only way that I actually have good dates, is by accident, ended up spending most of the day with her, and at the end, taxi ride back, and it was like, you know, had a really great time. And then she walked off to go into her apartment. That door closing was the end of that opportunity. The thing is, is that oftentimes we keep thinking that there's more time. But the truth is, is that the time for coming to know Christ is now for you and for everybody else. I don't know what things that you think are closing the door for you, but they're not. I don't know what it is that you feel keeps you from knowing God or being able to be open with him. But that's not what this passage is about. This passage is saying that the door is for you and the time is now. When we look at all these things, is that sometimes we take what is meant to urge us along and we use it as an excuse to walk away. So this morning, what I'm bringing to you 
is that this difficult passage isn't here to hurt you the way that people thought it was supposed to. It is letting you know that the door loves you because he's willing to give himself for you. And whatever it is that you think is shutting you out from God's presence is actually open arms that are saying, come back. It is time and you are welcome. If you need something, please talk to any of us that have had the chance to do that. Let us know what you're going through. We'll share a beer. We're Lutheran. We're allowed to drink. With it, though, we don't know where you're at. But we do know where Christ is at. And we do know that that door is welcoming for you. Glad to have you. Thanks be to God.